Welcome back to another episode of the Listen In Podcast. Jake, we have some glorious, glorious news. One of the absolute geniuses in music is putting out a new album in June. That's right. Father John Misty. No, that is true. Father John Misty is is putting out a new album in June. However, let's kick it off by talking about Kanye West, his return to Twitter, and his announcement that he's putting out a new seven-song album on June 1st. I... Love that 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 length, the seven track. I do too, because the biggest complaint about Life of Pablo, I think, was it was too long. There was some filler on there. Yeah, I love the tight seven songs. How about him coming out with within a week? At least that's the plan. It'll probably change ten times between now and then. But he <coughs> he has an album of his own coming out June first, then June eighth, which is his birthday, as far as I oh. know. Birthday doctor. Yeah. Um, he has that album with Kid Cudi coming out. Here's the thing. I, I think that's a, a wild uh, release schedule. Yeah. What are the odds that that actually happens? What are the odds, first of all, that we actually get this album on June 1st? The Like, less than 10%. Okay. What are the odds we get the Kid Cudi-Kanye collab on June 8th? Less than that. What are the odds we get both of those happening as he says? So, like, 1%. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, but we will, I think, eventually get both of these. I think so too. It just is not as, going to happen June first and June eighth. I don't think. As and the, I don't like. What are the odds? This is actually going to be seven songs? Probably not great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably not great. Exactly. I want to talk a little bit about the fact that um, Kanye's return to Twitter was a it been a, has been a blaze of glory. Oh my it's god, been incredible. Yeah. He. So first of all, first thing that I have to bring up for anyone who's followed the pod year over year. First of all, God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank You're you. a true friend. Big shout You're to you. You're a mensch. Um, uh, so last year we had an over-under about how, how many Kanye West Twitter rants there would be. And I took the over and Kanye shut Twitter down altogether. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where was this, it. Sean, last year when I needed it? Uh, well, the thing is, Jake, some of the over-under rants that we had chosen, it was like Donald Trump mentions. Those it are the specific all these things. ones. Right. But, like, he has been all about, like, fashion, yeah. his shoes, and also, uh, like, this new... Well, he tweeted, he's like, I'm writing a philosophy book. It's called Break This uh, Simulation or something, <laughs> right. which I'm all in on because, like, I tweeted it out. I was like, I'm only 15... I'm, like, 15% sure nothing's real and we are in a simulation. I've, I've been down that rabbit hole myself. So, I like that Kanye is going to give us some wisdom and through the course of the week since that announcement he's been tweeting out these little like philosophical blurbs about like being present and all these different things that like if anyone besides Kanye were to tweet out I'd be like this is fucking stupid but since it's Kanye I'm like yes queen like I'm all about this here's the thing like the stuff he's saying I actually really agree with a oh, lot. Oh, I of do it. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's like really interesting. Like, I'll read a couple of choice ones. Sure. I, this is one that pops up. This is from yesterday. Just stop lying about shit. Just stop lying. Yes, it's so like, true. Okay, though. it's so true. This was my personal favorite for me. He goes, "You have the best ideas. Other people's opinions are usually more distractive than informative. Yeah. Follow your own vision. Base your actions on love." Do things you love, and if you don't absolutely love something, stop doing it as soon as you can. Yes. My favorites, 
he goes, some people have to work within the existing consciousness, yeah. while some people can shift the consciousness. And then right after that, he goes, often people working with the existing consciousness are jealous of those who are more in touch, and they become hardcore capitalists in hopes of creating the illusion that the value of money is worth more than the value of time and friends. I think he's fucking spot on with that. He's right, dude. He is right. He really is right. And then these are interspersed with like pictures of Yeezy shoes. <laughs> you know, and he's like, a Yeezy, Yeezy prototype. And yeah. the Yeezy slip-on like flip-flops. I like want to buy those. And, and like all this other stuff. Um, dude, of, did you see like the women's like uh, high heel shoes that basically just are like a plastic like yes. fucking binder? Yeah, was that Kim in them? Uh, maybe, maybe, I, I yeah. assumed... So he's going on, like, mm-hmm. for at this point, he has continued. He shows no signs of stopping until he, like, deletes his Twitter again. And all of those tweets, yeah. But my one of my favorites, too, is when he goes, Oh, by the way, this is my book that I'm writing in real time. No publisher or publicist will tell me what to put yes. where or how many pages to write. This is not a financial opportunity. This is an innate need to be expressive. Dude, I am so about this. I love it. I do, too. And, like, I, I think... Sure, you could look at Kanye West and you could say like, way so up his own ass. What a what a like a pompous prick saying all this stuff, trying to inspire from being like a, you know being as rich as he is, as famous as he is. Like, I feel like you have to look at it the other way though. Like, the, he really, I feel like Kanye is someone who is a little removed from reality mm-hmm. <clears throat> and is trying his best to like really relate stuff he's learned to people. Yeah. No, I agree. And, like, what other stars as famous as him are saying these types of things? Or, like, doing these types of things? Like, he is really on a different plane <coughs> than a lot me. of the other rappers, pop stars, artists, whatever. Which is really cool. And I, the, the, what I thought was as I was reading these tweets while I was at work, I was like, these actually are inspiring to me. Yeah, Which, which yeah. sounds corny. And I right. am, I've never, ever been one for inspirational right. quotes. It's not something I'm really into. But the fact that Kanye's saying them makes it somehow, like, cooler or, like, I'm more open to them. And just the idea that he's trying to, like, transcend... Like, he's talking about how this is his philosophy book and he's he's doing stuff that is visionary that it makes sense it could happen. Like, like what he did with Life of Pablo. He's like, this right. is my album. It changes. Right. And it could change any time. Right. And... Like he hasn't changed it again. He did it once. Yeah, right. But, but still, he right. made the point. He was like, an album today is not what it meant. It's not etched in stone. Right. And he's saying, like, look, you don't need to publish a book, a philosophy book. He's like, I can just do it on here. Yeah. He's like, I can just tweet after tweet yeah. and tell you all my philosophies. And, like, dude, they're all so entertaining. Yeah. And the thing, too, is I think he understands that he has much more of a reach on just like firing off these tweets than if he actually went and published a book. I think he understands. He's like, oh, that's not where like the people are going to be reading this. Yeah, exactly. He's like, if I want to get my ideas to like the average person, it's going to be through Twitter because every time he tweets, it makes news. So here's, here, so I remember Bill Simmons one time brought up a, uh, a concept of like, if you had a Twitter, maybe Klosterman actually, who was on the podcast brought it up. And he's like, if, what if you had to pay $1 for every person you followed? Mm-hmm. Would you follow Kanye for a buck a year? Or, like, even if it was, what would it be, like a buck a month or something? Yeah. Knowing that sometimes he just would never tweet? Yeah, I would. And just waiting for him to come out with, If it was a dollar a year, yes. If it was a dollar a month, like, no. I'd be, like, so out on Twitter if it was a dollar a month. $12 a year? Yeah. Per follower, though. 
That's true. That's all. I would just get the because there'd be stories about it. Yeah. No one would true. use Twitter if no. that were the case. That's the thing. No. It, it's would. a fucking stupid idea. Well, no, it was just like a concept yeah. they came up with on the spot. Yeah. I didn't put a lot of stock in it, but it's like I Kanye would be someone I'd follow. Oh, Oh, one hundred. Because he would be worth. The, He's I think a must worth, follow. He is, and like even though half the time his. Twitter is like dormant. I know. And you know what bothers me actually about Twitter is like when someone deletes their Twitter and then comes back, you don't follow them anymore. You have to go follow them again. Oh, right. So I had to go follow Kanye again, which was kind of annoying. Oh, I I actually think I didn't even think to do it. And I just kept searching him and then clicking in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I am very excited for the new album. Whenever that comes out, do we know if this is the like graf- the graphic? Turbo Graphics eighteen or yeah. whatever? Uh, I don't know. We don't know for sure. You know what I love too is that in the through the maelstrom of these tweets, one of them is just like, "I paid a guy to design a neck tattoo for me," yes. and he's like, "Here's a couple of drafts." <laughs> and it was funny because people went and found that font. It's just like a default font in like word <laughs> processor programs that like looks like shit. Yeah, yeah. it didn't look great. No. No, but it's it's a godsend to have Yeezus back on Twitter. So I'm very excited for this new album. Jake, let's talk about, you know, I I think there's some similarities between Father John Misty and Kanye West. This, okay, first of all, I will just say that if you are a listener of the pod who has been in on it for kind of a while and has any qualms with us, this is probably a a, a pet peeve episode because we are, this is masturbatory about, (laughs) it's it's going to, and it won't stop because we start with Kanye who we both love despite his flaws and we're going into Father John Misty who we both love And I think these are two of the most polarizing artists out there and if you don't like either of them, like, you're not going to like this episode. Right. Uh, But we love Father John Misty and we had the great news of a new album coming out um, also on June 1st, this one is called God's Favorite Customer. It's the follow-up to 2017's Pure Comedy. Um, this has been alluded to, Jake, for a <laughs> while now. Father John Misty said in some interviews last year, he's like, I already have another album already written, just waiting to release it, and this is obviously the fruits of that labor, yeah. so to speak. Um, so lots to get into here. He released two new singles to go along with... Um, Mr. Tillman, the first single that came out a couple months ago at this point. Yeah, you put it out a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, These two new singles were Disappointing Diamonds Are the Rarest of Them All and Just Dumb Enough to Try. What are your thoughts on all of this, Jake? First, first thing, like before we get into even Father John Misty or the songs, there's always a point in the year where a certain release date um, emerges as one of the most exciting of the year, and June 1st has just taken the the helm in that respect. Big time. very, very excited about this. The album art, which, if I'm correct, is that picture of him. It is. Because Col- this got leaked on Apple Music by accident. The whole album? Yes. It was up like on the New Zealand fucking Apple Music for like a little bit when he announced oh. these singles. This is the album art. It had all the track lists. I'm sure this is like being pirated to shit right now. It probably is. I'm going to wait because I respect Father John Misty. I'm going to wait it too. But it got... It got released. I'm going to wait as well. Um, I love the album name. God's Favorite Customer. I do too. It's very Father John Misty. Mm -hmm. It's like at the same time self-important and self-loathing and ironic. Mm -hmm. Um, And these songs, dude, like I, Mr. Tillman, I always really liked. Um, The new ones that he put out, Disappointing Diamonds and Just Dumb Enough to Try, have only made me like that one more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Disappointing Diamonds is my favorite of the bunch right now. 
Yeah. That song is is a jam, dude. It's 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 really really catchy. It's like I think of for this album it's what um what what was the second track on Pure Comedy again? Um uh, uh Entertainment Forever. Uh, total Entertainment Forever. Yeah. That's right. Um it's the short, it has like horns, super catchy like vocal hooks and like dude, a really good vocal performance from from Josh Tillman on there and the the guitar tone that's going on in the background there's this like really fuzzy crunchy yeah. little high pitched yeah, guitar it's thing nice. that's kicking around the whole time I love this song I, I really really like Just Dumb Enough to Try as well and I, having listened to these there's a playlist on Spotify with all three Mr. Tillman is is hilarious it is it's, it's so very very fun. funny it's, so I think what we're starting to see with this it is what he alluded to in that interview where he said he had this album ready to go and it was all about how he's like I kind of blew my life up he's like this is going to be kind of uh, a heartache album it's going to be somewhat like I love you honey bear but I think he said like without the cynicism or something like that which yeah. seems like impossible for Josh Tillman but I think we're starting to kind of see that come out here because both of these songs Disappointing Diamonds um, and Just Dumb Enough to Try are are really talking about love when the exciting part has kind of wore off and you're just kind of living life especially on diamonds are the rarest of them all and i think i texted you yesterday and i was like wow i think the sentiment of this song is actually genius and it's it's only two verses and it just has two choruses it it is very very short concise to the point Uh, but there's lines like it starts off like a pervert on a crowded bus a glare of love bears down on us. And it kind of continues talking about love in this negative light. Like they're, like a carcass left out in the heat. This love is bursting out of me. So it's kind of talking about love in this way that you don't normally hear in songs. And this kind of negative light. He's, he's using metaphor, I guess in that case, simile. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, yeah saying yeah. like <laughs> Exactly. Ass, exactly. Um, using simile, but in a way you wouldn't normally do it. He's using like, yeah, a gross thing, a, a detestable thing, but you, also you can't control it. And I love how he caps this off with the chorus where he goes, Disappointing diamonds are the rarest of them all. And a love that lasts forever really can't be that special. Sure, we know our roles, how it's supposed to go. Does everybody have to be the greatest story ever told? I love that sentiment because all we've ever seen on television, through pop culture, movies, books, etc. is that you know, when you fall in love and, and this thing happens to you, it's going to be this explosive, amazing thing. Yep. It's going to be this great story. But he's like, no, the ones that kind of last are the ones that are kind of fucking boring. And and the ones where it's like, you're just kind of like solid and steady. And I think a lot of the stuff that maybe went on with him and his wife were him not knowing that or not learning that lesson yet and Working being like, it. this may, this like isn't this explosive, amazing thing. I'm going to maybe blow it up. And then on Just Dumb Enough to Try, he's like, I'm just dumb enough to try to keep you in my life. Where it's like, shit, I fucked up. I actually do really need you. And I realized this lesson that I'm tell- talking about in uh, Disappointing Diamonds. Where it's like, real love is kind of just like boring. And it's like comfortable. And you just kind of learn to like live with each other. Yeah, not even boring. But it is more like comfortable. Yeah. And, and yeah, dude, the, um, that line, does, does everybody have to be the greatest story ever told? Is it's it's an instant classic yep. Father John Misty line that and the way he sings it is amazing. Like, dude, I th- I think it really goes understated because of all of his antics. How 
good a singer this I know. Is. I think that I was thinking that today. I was listening again. I was like, wow. His voice has, like, power behind it. And, like, when he does the, the first time he sings it straight and he stays in his middle register, mm-hmm. the greatest story ever told, and he holds it in, like, a middle range thing. And then he the second time he pops it up into this, like... It, so it's such a powerful falsetto, yep. and he moves it all around. Dude has an incredible voice, and like yep. I, he writes really, really good songs. And it's such a clip. I know, I know. He and he was saying about this time. He's like, yeah, I was just kind of living in a hotel. He's like, the songs were just pouring out of me, and it's really interesting. And you know, I I love all of his lyrics. Every single one of them is available. On genius, yeah. I need to stop myself from looking at them because I want to like read hear them. them first. So I'm not going to go read them. Oh, all of them are on 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 the lyrics website. Genius, yeah. The thing about uh, Father John for me is like he is one of those people where um, we've talked a little bit about a lot about the lyrics versus music right. sort of dichotomy before, right. and how um, for me usually music comes first and vice versa. Um, with with he's one of these people where it's like I his lyrics are so worth the price of admission yes, and they're they so are. interesting. And and I think too, I was thinking To me and to oh, us. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I was I had this thought today where I was like, you know, if you are not all in on Father John Misty and his lyrics and you're really just listening to this for the songs, you're you might not be hooked because you'd be like, Okay, yeah, this is fine, but yeah. It doesn't sound that different from like Total Entertainment Forever or some of these other songs. It's just kind of straight ahead. There's different little flourishes that he adds in that like we probably really appreciate because we notice the differences. Yeah. But I think to a casual listener, they're probably just like, okay, like, yeah, yeah. What, what's so great about this guy? And it really is in the lyrics and it is in kind of the message he's trying to convey. And I am predisposed to liking him, but I will say that that I think Disappointing Diamonds is one that would catch you pretty fucking sure. quick. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, dude, I, I really think that song... I mean, again, it, it's not really in keeping with the sensibility of a lot of music listeners now. Kind of sounds like a 60s pop song. Yeah. Um, but for me, that's incredible. And uh, it looks like Pitchfork might be coming back around on our boy. They gave Disappointing Diamonds a best new track. They did. So, and after they like kind of eviscerated Mr. Tillman. Yeah, true, true. Which yeah. I thought Mr. Tillman was great. It still I, is. Yeah, it is. Like yeah. dude, the, the lyrics about like, oh, like these all these friends you have here like this guy with the face tattoo right. seems really nice and like right. no, they're not extras in a movie out there. Those are our clientele. <laughs> right. That song's really really funny. It is. It's hilarious. And they were like their whole slam they were like Father John Misty's antics grow old on <laughs> Mr. Like, Tillman. Dude, like, fuck Unlike no. Unlike the self-important, <laughs> right, right. bloated Mr. Tillman. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a two and a half minute song, so fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, It's really funny. Yeah, it's like catchy. Um, so yeah, very, very excited for that album. Oh, I, I wanted to discuss the album art really quick because that came out as well. Oh, super it, This cool. is a little bit more simple than any album cover he's had so far. It's the first one that just is a picture of him. I love this move. I do too. I think... A simplistic album cover after kind of the the psychedelic excesses of his first three is the right move. I love the, just the look on his face and it. Yeah. His like his like he's like stroking the bridge of his nose with like this tired look on his face. Yeah, the colors on this too, the lighting, whatever's happening here is awesome because like half of his face is like in this cold blue while the other half is this like warmer looking red but he's covering the warmer looking red one with yeah. one hand just seeing this in passing quick look it it looks really cool with those colors you know what's something i really appreciate about Josh Tillman in general is that he despite the, his all his cynicism 
and all the ways in which it seems like he sees past capitalism and consumerism and like has all this commentary about like like he's one of these people where you really you feel like he almost couldn't enjoy anything right because he just sees through it all and yep. is like very cynical about all of it i always appreciate that he is willing to he like gets the game and he's willing to invest in his image oh yeah i know which oh he yeah, has yeah. done he's really good at that and he's really interested in yep. the idea of like each album yep. has a different little image like he and he had different names for the yeah. versions. Like this last one was the comedian yep. on Pure Comedy. Before that, I don't even remember what it was called for Honey Bear. And then for this one, he's like investing in a whole new look. Yep. Like he's going simpler. Yep. And it's like this. He's like, it's, fuck it. It's gonna be a picture of me, mm-hmm. which is the move to do at it this is. point. It is. Do you think this dude is still microdosing on LSD and oh, stuff? Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. I really, really do. Yes, <laughs> yes. I sure do. Jim. Yes, I yeah. do. Uh, but yeah, I'm very, very excited for this album. Very excited for Kanye as well. Jake, let's wrap up uh, really, well, uh, hot thoughts. We'll wrap up hot thoughts. We have one more segment to do. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to this new Saba. Saba. Saba album. I think, I'm assuming. It's called Care For Me. It got a best new music. Um, I've only listened once, but the one listen I had was was really, really good. I too have only listened once. Okay, in particular, the song Prom Slash King, which is the penultimate song on the album, I got a big time Kendrick Lamar vibe from this, especially yeah. in the storytelling of the song. I was riveted the entire time. The flow on this, the the verses w- were all amazing. It reminded me a lot, and I think Ian Cohen tweeted this. He's like, "Oh, this Saba album is basically like a Kendrick album if every song was um, Sing Warf. About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst." Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. "Yeah, that's so true." Like, yep, and it's a little bit more like it's not as aggressive. As like the rest of Kendrick's stuff, it's a little more like contemplative. What a lot of this reminds me of is like the jazz rap stuff yeah, of, of Butterfly. That too. Because a lot yep. of the instrumentals and the production and the background of these songs feels very inspired by jazz yep. and, and probably a, a direct descendant of Butterfly. Yeah. Like yes. this is like the, the we're seeing that influence borne out already. Yes. Not that Kendrick certainly didn't invent jazz and rap's fusion. There were plenty of artists who did that. But I think like this is this feels like definitely it has uh, to pimp a butterfly's fingerprint all yes, over it. Yes, one hundred percent. So I, I don't have a ton to say other Nor than that I. I've been really liking it. I get a Kendrick vibe, and I'm excited to listen more. No, I am too. And it seems like this guy, dude, Sabo was born in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I looked it up, and this is like a guy. Like it's at the point now where people who are two years younger than us are like. Really like big yeah. influencers. Yeah, I know, I know. Like Cardi B is is our age. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Hey man, man, what are you gonna do? That's getting older for you. It is. Uh, let's wrap up, Jake. Couple quick release radars. Uh, Lord Huron, uh, folk indie folk rock band, putting out a new album called Vide Noir. I guess looks right. I've heard good. Right. I've heard pretty good things about this. I always like Lord Huron. I'm gonna check it out. And then J Cole. Coming out with a new album called K.O.D. This is a big deal. Not necessarily for me. I've never listened to J. Cole. Neither have I. J. Cole has a massive following, Jake. Dude, people go up They for love J. Cole. J. Cole. So don't. I'm mentioning that just because like it's a big deal to a lot of people. Not necessarily for me. I might not even listen to this. Yeah, I don't but know. But it's a big deal because people love J. Cole. Yeah, he seems to have a huge following, and I can never tell. It seems like critically, people are very split. Yeah, like some people are all in. Some people are like very out on J. Cole. Yeah, um, I probably won't listen either, just because I have no context yet for him. Maybe I'll find a couple good tracks that are on this that'll get me in. That might be a way to go. Who knows? Short um, episode this week. Yeah, it was kind of a weird 
music listening week for me actually. I like had a couple days where I didn't feel like listening to anything. So you're describing what I had last week. Yeah. And I will follow up last week's episode where we talked about Sister Cities by yeah. um, by uh, the Wonder Years and the Kississippi album Sunset Blush. Yeah. By saying that I did listen to both. I've enjoyed both. Kississippi, since. weirdly, has been the only thing I felt like listening to. But I, not even that, like, oh, like, I wanted, I'm listening to this a ton. It's like, when I do feel like listening to music, I'm like, yeah, I'll throw that on, I guess. It did hit, I mean, it feels low stakes, I guess. It, that's, I think that's the thing, yeah. It did hit me as something that I, I would like, and I listened once to that. I've listened to Sister Cities twice now, yep. and some of the songs are really starting to pop I listened me. to that while I was running. Uh, it's yesterday. a good album, I was like, man. yeah, this is, this is good. This it, is actually really good. It's like really well made. A lot yeah. of good songs. Very good songwriting yeah. on yeah, it. Yeah, there is. Um, and I think that um, the the opening and closing tracks are, are excellent. I've been in a, uh, a big time podcast mood this week. You know what I subscribe to that's actually really good What's is that? Pod Saves America. Oh, you did? With Jon Favreau. I've considered it's, that for It's so really long. good, dude. The people on that podcast have a great rapport. They're like joking the whole time. Like it's a serious like they're talking politics in America, which right. is like a serious thing. They keep it pretty light though. They're like making like pretty funny like offhand jokes during like the ad reads and stuff that yeah. I've like laughed out loud at. I was like, I, I got a great vibe from this podcast. I'm really liking it. Really? It's pretty interesting. I think it pairs well with some of the stuff that you and I have been talking about, you know, just world. Yeah. Events wise, and yeah. also we've been listening to the daily and, and things like that. So I think you would probably like this. Are you going to subscribe as I have to the Caliphate? I don't know. It sounds interesting. Did you it's, listen to the preview? I then? did not today because oh, of dude, how much I, I slept. But oh, gotcha! It's really really good. Is it? You okay. Listen okay. To the okay. It's, I'll check it it's out. Very compelling. I'll check it out. I just wasn't in the mood today, and I was like, no, no, I can't. Do Sometimes that right now. I, I yeah no I don't. Blame I was like you. I can't get involved in like this like nuanced discovery of like what's going on with ISIS in well, the Middle East and when he when he does the special episodes that are not a real episode of the Daily sometimes I'm disappointed yeah um, but especially when it was like the new Washington where it would just be an interview with a senator or something I was like yeah, I'm not I into it fuck yeah this, this is truly compelling okay. stuff I will listen to that though. okay it's but, really yeah good. I've been in a, in a bigger podcast mood this week but We'll see. And you know, we've had kind of a slow release schedule the last couple weeks, so... Well, it's picking up. That's what we're saying on this episode. Yeah. we got Father John Misty, we got Kanye West True. coming down the pike. True. Who knows which of the... You know what I was thinking about? One last Father John Misty thought. Given what we know about this dude's life and, and like all the shit he's like been through and where he's at with drugs and where he's yeah. been at with his relationship, it's like, how is this guy motivating himself... To release music at this well, rate. I think it's because he has all of these thoughts that he needs to get out. And he has said, I think, that like as fucked up as some of my thoughts and other parts of my life are, he's like, this is what when like things make sense is like when music. I'm putting out music. So I think it's kind of like his therapy in a way. That's awesome. So good for him. Good for I'm him. I'm glad we have him and Kanye in the world. I do too. I am too. I do too as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. We are on. Okay, quick pre show, Jake. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported the Schefter. other day that Tom Brady has not committed to play in 2018. You know what's fucked up? Maybe it's not fucked up. My first thought was, I hope he doesn't. 
Yeah. The- I, and I, as a Patriots fan, I hope he doesn't. I want this to just be over. I'm so, I'm like so out on football and the Patriots and everything that comes along with it. I don't want to have to like even pretend to care. I want to just be completely out and done. So would you say that in that last Super Bowl that you were pretending to care the whole time? No, no. Okay. No, no, no. So, but then you care. Do, regular that, season, though, like I don't care, and I'm out on yeah the regular season. I it would be the same for me where I actually like just for I so like, there's like been some scuttlebutt about yeah. um, rifts forming between Belichick right. and Brady, Belichick and Gronkowski, right. probably Belichick and Kraft. Right. Really, Belichick seems like he's seems like the crux of the, the issue. Yeah, <laughs> sort of the difficult one to get along with. Right. Uh, and I was thinking, like, you know what? Like, I hope this does kind of melt down in some crazy yeah. fashion, just because that would be entertaining. For it's me. a it's a better story at this point than them just continuing to like be good. You know what else I was thinking? If Brady left, say Brady went to the Chiefs or something, yeah, would I just root for the Chiefs? I like think I probably would, because, like, again, like, am I a I'm kind of a Brady fan. Right. Like, I, I, I think he's kind of weird. Yeah. But ultimately, like, I've always been rooting for him and kind of Belichick. Right. And, like, obviously there's other players around. But, like, I, I have been thinking more and more lately about how in sports it really is weird that you're rooting for the uniform. It is weird. And, and the Celtics is a great indication of that because, like, look at all the different players we've had yeah. over the past few years. It's like, oh, all of a sudden now we're just, like, rooting really hard for, like, Kyrie, who was just on the Cavs, who we fucking hate. Yeah, like, and Kyrie, who gutted us. In the oh, my God, yeah. Like, yeah. went off and, and forced us to be out of the playoffs. Yes, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I know. It's the same for me. Although, you know, what's weird is it's like with the Celtics, I feel like their their history is more important to me somehow. It is. They're a cooler they're a classic franchise. franchise. Ultimately, I would still root for the Patriots, but what I, I guess I'm thinking is sort of along the lines of what you said, which is that, like, I might just be out. Oh, I... I want it for that reason. I want it as an excuse to not have to like pay attention to football anymore. And so what you you will basically be saying is you're going to you're going to be okay, so Brady's done and that's just I'm just going to pull the plug there. Yes, I'm out. Yes. Will yes. you watch the Super Bowl still? Oh yeah, of course. But I'm going to be like out on regular season and like yeah. Do you even watch playoffs? Yeah, I probably will. Okay. But, like, it won't be in the same way. Right. So you'll just be less engaged. Yeah. yeah. Which has been, I think, um, the, the tale of the tape of the last few years. It's like yes. a little, like, descending interest. Yes. Yes. And, um... Yes. And if you, like, you just think about, like, the NFL as an organization. They suck. You they think do. about all the owners in the league. They all suck. The, basically, all of the owners in the league are just a watered-down version of Donald Trump. You, right, Yeah. Like, they're a less incendiary Donald Trump. Yeah, probably less insane in some yeah. cases. Yeah, um, Which is great for uh, our country. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I, I am actually right there with you. I don't think that that... I mean, maybe it's a hot take to some. I can think of some of our friends who would be offended by... Oh, my God, yeah. ...by these positions. What? You don't like the Pats? You don't like football? Like, <laughs> no. It's, like, No. I like morally am like not okay with it. It is it. <laughs> I have this damn cough, this consumption, Sean. <laughs> um, which is just tuberculosis, mm-hmm. which I don't have. Um, 
It, it's morally corrupt, man. It's a yeah, and it like is. I, I that cognitive dissonance for me has become stronger and stronger with every year, and given the sort of emotional tie being cut of Brady being out of the league, mm-hmm. where like really I have, cont- I am interested in his legacy. Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy how much we care about this dude's legacy? Yeah, it's this, fucking stupid. This guy? That's the other part. Like, I'm a little, like, embarrassed about how much I, like, have cared and, like, still sort of do care about it in a way. I do want it to just be, like, cut and I, be done. I actually think it's going to be really, really interesting to see, like, if and when any kind of, like, tell-alls come out about the Brady Belichick era. And that, well, yeah, that's kind of what I mean about I want it to kind of end in this crash-and-burn way. It's a more exciting, interesting end to this unprecedented run that we've never seen and will never see again. Well, like, it, it already is crashing and burning, dude, because, like, Belichick with the stuff with uh, Guerrero and how yeah. he, like, Basically admonished Gronk in front of players, I think, and stuff because he was going to Guerrero. Really, I, I heard something where he was like he gave Gronkowski like shit hard wow. for going to see Alex Guerrero and oh. stuff, something like that. I didn't and hear like, that. And he banned Guerrero from the sidelines. Right. And what's funny is like as Patriots fans, we all heard that in the postseason last year, and we're like, well, they'll still make it to the Super Bowl, and it's like that's a like a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like a big weird. deal because yeah. that is like Brady's dude, right? I think he's a fucking snake oil salesman. Sure, yeah. Uh, but something he's doing is right. Right. But I think it's more like he also has Brady, the best quarterback of all time, as his case, in, as his example, right. as right. his like case study. Right. Which helps. Right. Well, this dude who's like insanely driven. We discussed this. I don't know if we discussed it on the pod or not, but the I think the TB12 method is really just a mental method. Where right. it's like the, the, power, the power of your brain can kind of allow you to do all of this stuff. And you really if you really believe what you're doing, your brain is going it's it's the placebo it's a placebo effect, basically. Like, oh, me doing all this weird shit is making me do this. It's like, no, it's just you believing it's making you do this is making you do this. Yeah. Do you th- what do you think is gonna happen? Do you think Brady's gonna leave? Uh, no, I think he'll be back this year, to be honest with you. And like every year until he's 45? Probably. Probably. We'll do this dance every year. Did you hear Simmons yet? Yeah, I did. I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I listened to the beginning part. Yeah. And he made a lot of good points. The second half of it kind of sucks, where they're just talking about action movies. It well, like wasn't good. I was in the, I'm at that part now, and when they're like, when he's like, I'd pay forty nine ninety nine. Like, you're to crazy. Watch John Wick on demand. Like, like, what kind of one percent bullshit life are you living? Well, it's like yeah, one percent, and also like, dude, for John Wick, right? Forty nine ninety nine, right? You can buy it at a store for. Less. Well, I think that was the argument where it was like it's exclu- it's exclusive, yeah, and, stuff. and like you just it's on demand. You don't have to go anywhere. Someone made a good point on the Simmons Reddit. They were like. Um, this brings this brings me to another point I wanted to make before we start. Someone said on the Simmons Reddit, they're like, well, you know what? If you think about the cost of a babysitter, dinner, movie tickets, and everything to go see it, it's like it's probably the same. That? And now he just gets to do it for like the same price. Did, oh, yeah, I know you have another point, but I have to bring this up. I'm sure other I, – I didn't even bother writing anything because I was so sure mm-hmm. other people noticed. Did you listen to part of my take from Wednesday? Yeah. Um, I just caught up on that today. Did you hear the part where they were talking about haikus? Yes. Dude, Big Cat's thing was a haiku. When he was just joking, and he was like, First Lady Barbara Bush, like, or whatever. And then he was like, he said, gave birth to the guy who did 9-11. It was, it was, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was one more syllable than right. that. 
But I was on, I was running, I was listening to it, and I was like, I'll count just to see what yeah. happened. And dude, he did. He, well, I I thought they were counting, and that's why. Like, I thought they were no, both just doing it. They were, but like, um, I think PFT was counting, right? And then Big Cat was just joking, and right, he was just like. Right. Gave birth to the guy who did 9-11. Right, like, he right, just right. was joking. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it ended she, up actually being It was accurate. she gave birth to the guy who did 9-11. She yes. gave birth to... She gave birth to the guy who did 9-11. Yeah, that's what he said. Wow. And he just rattled it off. Yeah. And I counted after. I was like, dude, that was actually a haiku. That's actually really cool. It's really funny you bring that up. Because my next point was about 9-11. Hmm. So, I, I've been frequenting the... Reddit conspiracy thread, as you know. Are you now? Are, do you now believe? No, that no, 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 no. But I was reading a post today. This guy's like, I only have two questions. He was like, he was something. I don't even remember what they were. They're like not even important. But the conversation ended up going. It was talking about how the, uh, United ninety three, the one that crashed in the field in Pennsylvania. Yes. They were saying how that one was actually supposed to be headed towards <laughs> World Trade Center seven. And, I know they said it was heading towards the White House. Right. They're like, that's what like they said. But they're like, they it was actually going towards World Trade Center seven and they had the the bombs ready to go on World Trade Center seven, but when it got like aborted, they like forgot to like turn off the charges and they went off anyways. And I was like, Oh, oh, they might be onto something here. That's interesting. But and I, I okay, the, the World Trade Center seven thing does not make sense. It, it does the other thing that doesn't make sense, Jake, is the Pentagon. No. Because, like... I talked about this. Yes, and they were bringing it up, too. They're like, where's, like, the footage of this? They're like, how is it even possible they hit this building? That's the thing. And, like, the, there's no, like, remains of the plane there. The footage thing I'm less concerned with because, like, the odds of that being captured yeah. at that time. Like, no, there's one... There's, like, two known captured footage of the first plane right. in the World Trade Center. Because it's basically asking people to just guess a place where it'll True. happen next. True. So the reason World Trade Center 2 is caught, because they're... Right. But, like... There's other things with the Pentagon that's weird. Like the fact that it this this guy who's like a bad pilot by all intents right. barely yeah. passed flight school. Yeah, that's like what they're bringing up. They're like yep. even like amazing pilots wouldn't be able to like do that. Aim yep. it fast enough for how low it was. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, dude, that's a like a kind of a big thing. And then like none of the black boxes were recovered from any of these flights. Well, like obviously some of them wouldn't be able to, but you would think like the United ninety three one yep. or the the Pentagon one, you'd think too. Like right. And here's another thing that I I've thought about a lot is <laughs> this sounds bad. This makes it sound like we really really believe. Yeah, this. I know I don't. It's interesting though. I don't, but I don't. <laughs> right. It's right, like right. it's that's how I don't. It's right. like I I don't. But, but I'm open. I have an open mind. It's like I don't, but like. Yeah, if you told me it was true, like who cares? Right, right. Probably it's fucking true. Yeah, um, the country's and, evil. Right, and so one thing that always gets to me is that, like, with United ninety three, we were just told as if it's fact that the passengers overcome by patriotism, yeah, dude, took, took back over the plane and wiped out the terrorists, and it's like, well, hold on, just because. Some of the people who are on the phone were like, we're going to try to like get the plane back. Oh, a bunch of us are in the back of the plane. We're going to storm the cockpit. Just because you heard that, that means that's just what happened? What a convenient patriotic narrative to hang our hat on. And you know what, Jake, is the kicker of all of this? They came out with a Hollywood movie that made millions. If, that, if there's nothing more American than capitalizing on the deaths of however many people were on that plane. United 93, yeah. 
the other theory they had about that, the like an F sixteen jet like shot it down or something like that. And, There's all like, kinds of theories yeah. about that. There's also theories in loose change that like they the the actual plane that supposedly hit the World Trade Center actually landed at the Cleveland airport. And like those people were taken away. And... Oh my god, that one—that's crazy. Yeah, dark. <laughs> Jesus dark. Christ. And it's like at that point you're trying to fit a narrative. Yeah, right, exactly. Like exactly. You're, you're looking for it. Like the, the well, the thing I don't get is the people who are like planes didn't hit the buildings. That is crazy. It's like what are you fucking talking about? Occam's Razor says they did. Well, and like, like also look at any single angle. <laughs> I know. Ever I know. filmed? Honestly, the thing that I, I think if I'm ranking. The curiosities of this. Number one is World Trade Center 7. Oh, I want a fucking explanation for World Trade Center 7. And is it not mentioned in the 9-11 Commission report? It's not. Too? It's not. It's not. That's a big buzz thing, too. Even, and, it, and the 9-11 Commission report, Sean. Makes no mention of World Trade Center 7. A building that collapsed. Um, Do you need to get that? Yeah, you don't have to stop. Hold on. Hello? Hello? Hey, what's up? filibuster for a minute sean is oh yeah you're live on the podcast right now tim the pre-show technically sean has taken a phone call if big friend of the pod tim is live on the pre-show asking how to pay rent to his future landlord who is my current landlord is that happening for sure yes oh awesome hi tim we're a, we're a uh no, but when we do, we'll definitely have you on for some some takes. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about Kanye and New Father John Misty coming out right now. Though in the pre-show, we're talking about nine eleven conspiracy theories. Obviously, Tim, you can't explain World Trade Center seven to me. You can't. No one can. Did you bring up the commission report, nine eleven commission <laughs> report, and the fact that it's not you can't? Anyways, what, what was your question? A little bit of dead air. I'm looking for Kanye West's tweets to bring them up during the podcast. <laughs> Jet Veal does not melt steel beams, apparently. That's another curiosity. Yeah. Kanye's tweets are crazy, dude. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, he he gave you his bank account number, right? Okay. Yep. My album is oh, seven songs. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. Basically, what you need to do, there should be some kind of feature, whether it be in your account or her account, uh, that's like person-to-person payments or something. Or like, I that's what it's called on TD, which is what i did it through um there should be yeah it should be some kind of like person-to-person payment or like routing to someone else's account yeah yeah that's exactly it yeah yeah yeah. yes yeah you can you can use pop money oh yeah i had to pay i had to pay like a dollar or something every month Oh, I didn't, yeah, just, yeah, I didn't do that. Oh, yeah, I would just do, yeah, just do, um, just do two separate payments. Yeah, it should be fine. 
This is the pre-show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be fine. Yeah, reaching its absolute limits of like what is possible. This is actually this is like the Jesus or or the life of Pablo pre-show post-show. Like we we're we're challenging the form at this point. Like this is just me silent while Sean has a phone conversation. <laughs> and like this is this is not planned, right? Oh, okay, yeah. I would recommend, like, try and do it through yours on Pop Money and just, like, send one now and see if you can, like, send the other one in the morning or something. And then if not, just shoot him a text and be like, hey, man, like, we're getting it to you. Just, we're just trying to figure it out with our bank. He'll be, he'll be totally cool about it. Yeah. Cool. But, yeah, let me know uh, if you have any other questions about it or can't figure it out and I can try and help. I'm selfishly happy that this apartment's going to stay in my life through another friend. It'll go from being Sean's right, place man. to our friend's well, Tim's Well, thanks for calling place. into the pod. Big friend of the pod, Tim. Bye, Tim. Signing off. If we'd have known, we could have got him on speakerphone. <laughs> thanks for that Squarespace plug. I, 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 yeah. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. All right. Bye. I probably should have put him on speakerphone. That probably would have been been funnier. But you're right. This is really testing the limits of what the pre-show. It also doesn't. Is. It doesn't matter because people matter. just shut it off. Exactly. And who cares? Exactly. Uh, you ready? Let's let's dive in here. Okay, we let's can get started, in. dude. I just read through like even more of these Kanye tweets. That I, I fucking love this. Jesus dude. just rose again. <laughs> okay. Uh, ready? Yes. Three, two, one.